Today, I'm going to dive into a topic which I feel is something that's relevant to all of us, but more importantly, something we hear a lot about. The word gets thrown around, but so little do we know about what it actually means and how to apply it. So today I want to bring the concept of self-love in a practical way to you so that you can use it as a superpower in 2023. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, Balancers, and welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I know for me, myself, self-love has been one of those things that's been a bit of a process, but I feel I was really misguided in the beginning as to what it needed to look like and what it felt like. And I think the insights I'm going to offer today are going to offer some really profound insights into how you can connect with it and how you should be connecting with it in a lot more of a simpler way than what we complicate it to, to be. And I think sometimes it's also quite a superficial approach that we have, and that's of no blame of you or I. But I think just the way it's often projected on social media can be very misleading as to the core of what it actually is. So today we're going to work together on finding out what that definition actually looks like, how you can apply it, not just, you know, on the weekends when you have some time or creating pockets of it, but rather have a mindset of self-love and a couple of little tips and tricks along the way so that it is your superpower this year. If you guys have been loving this content, I'd be so grateful if you could drop us a review or rating on either Apple or Spotify podcasts. It really helps us reach new balances and take steps closer towards my goal, which I shared with you all in the episode last week. So thank you to everybody who's already done that. And I appreciate any time you can dedicate to leave us a review. All right. I want to start off talking about the definition of self-love because I think sometimes the concept of it really misses the mark of what it actually is at its core. I think it's very easy, and I've definitely been guilty of this, to think that self-love is this idea of actions or behaviors we do for ourselves. Whilst this is not entirely wrong, I think this is only part of the definition and misses the true essence of what self-love really is. Put it this way, if we fundamentally dislike who we are or our bodies, a spa day or a face mask, is not going to change that and act more like a bit of a band-aid fix than provide this boost of self-love. And a really simple starting place is self-love is fundamentally our perception of ourselves. And I want to start off with just a couple of quick fire questions. You can obviously take these a little bit further and journal on them if you like. I've put them all in the notes, the description of the show below, so you can easily copy and paste them. But just some preliminary thoughts to get you thinking about the essence of self-love and where it should be anchored or where we should be pulling it from. Question number one, do I speak kindly to myself with compassion and respect? Number two, do I set boundaries and advocate for my own needs and desires? Number three, do I take care of my emotional, mental, and physical well-being? Number four, do I or can I forgive myself for my imperfections and mistakes? Number five, do I embrace my unique qualities and strengths? Number six, do I give myself permission to feel a range of emotions from happiness to sadness to anger? Number seven, Do I have a positive relationship with my body and practice self-acceptance? 
And number eight is, do I practice self-care and prioritize my own well-being? So whilst these can be quick fire or whilst we can take them to another level and journal, maybe there's one or two that really stood out to you that you want to think about in a little bit more depth or maybe all of them you want to think about a little bit further. Just notice if you had more yeses or nos or even maybes. And I want to point out here that there are some things wrapped in that, like forgiveness and setting boundaries, which sometimes we might be really good at. And sometimes we might fall off the horse when it comes to sticking to them. But just because you don't always do it doesn't mean you don't have self-love. The point here is to show you that self-love is more about an intention. It's a mindset. It's a perspective of how we defend ourselves, how we love ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we hold space for ourselves, which is much more than lighting a candle and having a bath or doing a quick yoga class. These things fundamentally run to the core of our relationship with ourselves, which is the essence of self-love. Once you can unapologetically love yourself, and for me, this means setting very clear boundaries to protect what's important to me, being selective with who I spend my time with and giving myself permission to feel a range of emotions. Once I can do all of that, for me, that is self-love. And the reason this is so groundbreaking or should be groundbreaking is we don't need to wait until we have 45 minutes to do a yoga class or, you know, half an hour to fill the bath and have a bath or do a meditation. All those things are incredible practices and paired with these strong fundamental perspective shifts have incredible results. But the point of this conversation is to say that without that fundamental shift in our relationship with ourself, without building that strong connection there, all those things are almost like band-aid fixes and can't really do much for that relationship with yourself if you're not prepared to go in and do some deep digging and understand the state of it and then what you need to do to strengthen it. One thing I want to say is I really don't think you can get it wrong either. The beauty of it is you don't need to wait for that pocket of time. It's not like you need to wait until 5 p.m. this afternoon to practice an hour of forgiving yourself. It's momentary. It's in the moment where you make a mistake or you've received some bad feedback or you're not happy with a level of output that you've done. Can you forgive yourself? Can you accept that you're a human that makes mistakes? Or can you say no to that event that's coming up on Thursday night, which again, in an exchange of a conversation just requires you to say no, it doesn't take, you know, two hours out of your day to do so. It's these little opportunities and I guarantee you, we get them on the daily multiple times, multiple opportunities to express our self-love by being unapologetic about who we are and what we want. And that's what I mean by you can't get it wrong. I mean, it's really easy to then say, oh, you know, I I didn't say no to that thing and I've messed up, I've failed. But just by you acknowledging that you can do better next time or it's something you want to work on all underpins the process of self-love. It's not about being perfect. It's about strengthening that relationship to yourself on an ongoing basis, because these concepts like boundaries and feeling a range of emotions, like the, the content of each of those categories is going to look completely different at different moments in our life. So it's having the tools and the recognition, the self-awareness to say, Hey, that's something I want to work on. And I can see that as an opportunity to strengthen my self-love or, Hey, I can reflect on today and realize I was really tough on myself and I didn't speak kindly to myself. And that's an opportunity for something I can work on to strengthen my self-love. The key here really is as long as you're practicing that self-awareness, you're still expressing self-love. In my opinion, you're nurturing that self-care. And as I said before, please do the bubble bath, do the yoga class, but them in and amongst themselves are a little bit misguided. And I feel empty 
in the conversation of self-love. It runs a lot deeper than that. It's the essence of the way you think about yourself, the way you speak to yourself and the way you can unapologetically love and defend yourself. On this note, I want to quickly talk about the concept of self-soothing. Again, this is a daily opportunity we have to practice self-love and one I invite you to be critical of. So when you get upset or anxious or tired or you're a little bit frustrated, right? What's your go-to? Maybe you have some avoidance habits. So maybe scrolling on social media, eating food, drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes or vaping. I know that's what the kids do these days. You know, all these things are avoidance habits. When you're feeling a strong emotion, it's uncomfortable. Your brain just wants to do something that's going to get you more into pleasure and out of pain. I get that. But just notice if you have a default because these avoidance habits take us out of the opportunity to self-soothe, which I feel is another expression of self-love. So for example, here, giving yourself kindness and permission to sit with those emotions, to acknowledge, hey, this self-doubt is really uncomfortable or this embarrassment or shame is really uncomfortable. Where am I feeling it in my body? Is it too overwhelming that I need to seek professional help or can I sit down and process it on my own? That to me is an expression of self-love and the way we self-soothe, I think is just a really interesting invitation to assess how we may may currently be engaging in self-love or not. Because as I said, there are so many opportunities every day to really bolster this connection to self. And this is just one of the ways we can do it. So when you have that strong or uncomfortable emotion, what's your go-to and can you give yourself permission to sit in that silence, to sit in that uncomfortable emotion? And this isn't to feel, I guess, shame or or guilt for how you've currently been self-soothing. So let's say you currently notice that you have an avoidance habit. Maybe it's social media. I feel that could probably be a really common one. It's not an opportunity for you to feel bad or beat yourself up, but more uh, an invitation for you to make an empowered choice. So trust me, I know that feeling when that urge of like, I just want to check my Instagram comes up and you almost open the app without even thinking about it. It's literally just like your, your hands are moving without your brain thinking. I know. But if you actually just acknowledge, okay, I know that I default to Instagram. Now, every time you go to do it, just take a moment, stop, remind yourself that you actually have a choice. And in the face of that strong urge, if you actually just stop and decide to not go on your phone, an amazing thing happens. The urge just dissipates. It quietens down. It just goes away. And it might not happen the first time, the second time, the third time, but sure enough, the more you give yourself the opportunity to make an empowered choice and decide whether you're going to engage in that habit or not, the stronger the opportunity for self-love and self-soothing will be. In fact, you doing that in and amongst itself is an act of self-love, but then you can take it a step further and obviously choose to sit with the emotion, to give yourself space to process. One more thing I'll say on the concept of self-soothing is Notice how you feel after doing a particular action. So if you've sat in an emotion versus scrolling on Instagram versus having a drink, notice how you feel after it. Do you feel guilt or shame for what you've done? Or do you feel more relaxed or quiet? Do you feel more uncomfortable? Do you feel that the emotion just comes back up and you have to just keep engaging in that habit? I think it's highly indicative of how you feel after of the effectiveness of the tool you're using. So sometimes these habits or these things we engage in just really kick the can further down the road or they compound. So when you actually do process, it's a lot larger, the emotion than what it originally started out to be. 
So I think it's just an interesting opportunity to notice, okay, if I'm making an empowered choice and I am going to scroll on social media for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, I'm going to notice how I feel after and then decide if it's still the right activity for self-love because I'm not best placed to tell you what is or isn't. All those things may be fine for you. Maybe they help you relax. Maybe they do help you process in your own way, but it needs to make sense to you and it needs to feel self-soothing to you in a way that doesn't bring about guilt or shame or makes you speak harsher about yourself. It needs to be rooted in self-love. So just an interesting thing to think about within this realm. Alrighty, to wrap up this conversation, because I know a lot of you love journaling or even just ideating on on actual workable concepts. Like I'm I'm all about making these theoretical things that we speak about, you know, self-love and happiness and balance, make them really workable for you and I. So I've put together some journal prompts that I think are extremely useful to dive a little bit deeper into your well-being and your overall sense of self-love. Now, of course, if this conversation has brought to mind any other ideas or concepts that for you, you think, yep, that means self-love to me, or that's an opportunity for me to express my self-love, you can add to this list. I've kind of just built off the things we've spoken about today on the show, but in no means is this exhaustive and it's just intended to really get you thinking about this concept in your own life. Um, But as I said, feel free to kind of go on your own tangent and beef it out as you like. These are actually best placed for an end of day reflection, but if you do like to journal in the morning, you can always reflect on the day before if if that's a better timing for you. So the first one is, how did I speak to myself today? Did I engage in self-criticism and negative self-talk or was I kind and compassionate? Now it could be a mix, it could be one or the other, but it's about bringing that self-awareness. Number two, did I set boundaries that advocate for my own needs and priorities? If not, What can I do differently tomorrow? Number three, how did I take care of my physical, emotional, and mental health today? Number four, what mistakes or imperfections can I forgive myself for today? Number five, what unique strengths or qualities did I embrace today? How did this make me feel? Number six, how did I allow myself or give myself space to express a full range of emotions today? You can go on a tangent here of what emotions did you experience and how did they make you feel? Number seven, how did I feel about my body today? And number eight, what self-care or self-love activities did I do today? Again, this can be the physical activities like the bath and the spa and all that, but it could also be those mindset practices that we've spoken about today. It could just be offering yourself some space or some kindness or some kind words. So ultimately, self-love is so important and it doesn't need to be one of those things that is a chore that you need to make all this additional time for because it's simply a perspective shift rather than physical things you need to do for yourself. This message is for anybody that you know, or maybe it's you directly struggling with self-love or having heard about it, but never really thought about it to this deeper level, to a level that goes beyond the surface level band-aid fixes that we're generally used to. If this episode has maybe shifted your perspective on self-love or potentially and hopefully even strengthened it, I would invite you to send it to somebody you know so that their self-love can also be bolstered and really help them move towards what they want to achieve in 2023. It's so amazing when you have friends and people around you who just get it, who are on the same wavelength, and then you actually fall into this space where you're all respecting each other's boundaries and when each other is saying no because you understand that forms a part of your self-love. So the combined lack of judgment is 10 out of 10. It's so, so special. 
It's good because they can even call you out on your negative self-talk or you can even just vent to them because they understand where you're coming from on the things that you're finding challenging. So as always, thank you to everyone who shares the episodes and for those of you going to pass this one on today, knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of time with me. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode and until then, stay balanced.